Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1033, March 9th, 2023. Two years ago on this day, we were frolicking. It was 62 degrees on this day oh, in 2021. Wow. Nice. And it was 10 below on this day in 1951 and again in 2003. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Is this a woman's month? Well, it is. Around the world? Yes, it is. Well, I don't know about the world. I thought it was yesterday. It was National Women's Day. International Women's Day yesterday. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe women only get a day. Right. Yeah. Well, we have the award, though, for the... the, uh, It's International Women's Day was yesterday, and we have the award presented for the Women of Courage Award, and it was given to a male. Huh. So... What? What? Argentinian Alba... Ruida was introduced by Jill Biden as a transgender woman. And so we have the oh on, Nash, on International Women's Day. Well, does that surprise you when cars are being blamed for their own thievery? No, none of this shocked me when I read no. this. The left is kind of funny, aren't they? It's almost to the point now where it's not even funny anymore. It's- I was shocked. I you, thought they'd keep an International Women's Day pure. You'd think you'd give it to a gal. Pure, yes. Yeah. What evidence do you have to suggest that you, you were shocked by Wait this? Wait until it's International <laughs> Transgender Women's Day, well, then this person can Well, win. it's even sillier than that. Okay. The Democrats are the party that cannot tell you what a woman is. Right. They don't right. know what a woman is. Who's the Supreme Court nominee who was following Jack- orders by saying... She Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Jackson. a woman is. So these frauds now give the Woman of the Year Award, the Courage Award, to an Argentinian who is a an LGBTQ P plus 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 P woman. I wonder how the women that have been fighting for equal rights since the beginning of time and uh, all the question. way up through yesterday feel about that. Well, how do I women guess probably, athletes feel? Yeah, yeah, that's that was well, my next question. That yeah. can be answered, uh, Kenny, because remember what happened when the one woman who lost to the biological male in all the NCAA championships in swimming, yeah, she was yeah. basically ridiculed for coming forward. Right. Uh, and every time there's a meeting like this, there's D- Dr. Biden, I'm sorry, Dr. Yeah, Jill please. Biden. She's about as much of a doctor as a as these phony uh, Joe Gothard types who are doctors. You know. She's the doctor of dumb. Mm-hmm. But every time these people get together and have a ceremony, like Walls has been has had a flourish of ceremonies, signing various ruinous documents, and they always get a crowd gathered around them that nod knowingly. Right behind them, yeah. appreciatively. Look at the uh, back of his head. In fact, uh, I wanted to say something about... Walls has now signed. Did he sign a bill or executive order for gender affirming care? Because that Frinky guy got into it. Uh, Lee Leah Finky or whatever you know. He I, issued an executive order yesterday, protecting okay. ac- access to gender affirming health care for transgender. I wonder transgender. what Mary Moriality thinks of that. 
Mary Marie Antoinette. Well, let's go to the quote. Yeah. Um, Here it is. In an interview, Moriarty defended the decision and her overall approach to prosecuting juveniles, citing research on adolescent brain development that suggests a child's mind is not fully formed until age 25. Right. So Mary Moriarty is your ally to, to against this. What this does by executive order, it it claims to make Minnesota a refuge for people seeking health care. I, I, I would not wish to def, deprive anybody of health care, by the way. Agreed. Uh, this order aims to uh, make Minnesota a refuge for people uh, seeking health care designed to affirm their gender identity by protecting parents and providers from ex- from extradition orders and keeping their data private. Okay, it's and they want to uh, you you can't you can't well they had some young what appeared to be a female uh, who uh, appeared to be the star of the stand arounders. You know, the one that would rush in to shake his yep. hand. And I don't know if that was a, a biological male at birth or, oh, or if that was a transgender child. These mm-hmm. days. And her parents were very proud of her. And, and uh, uh, But we have that now. And apparently there's no age limits that I could find in here. Leah Finke, that's who, Lee Finke, that's who I was thinking of. Uh Lee Finke got elected to the legislature for only one reason. To bleep us. Yep. (laughs) She's there for one reason. (laughs) Just like Lee... Bill Haller. Bill Haller, the umpire, was at an Orioles game for one reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it it Lee or Lay? Whatever. L-E-I-G-H. Lee... Okay. Lee, I would think. Yeah. How did this person get elected? Joe, did, did the people in her district? You already say, know that. Well, this was what was on their minds. Yeah. We're moving forward. We're one Minnesota. It, it Re- was a re- re- refresh my memory. Go uh, look up Lee Finky, L E I G H, F I N K E. What area of St. Paul? Because I, I know St. Paul pretty well, but it's escaping me what part of town. She represents. Lee think you'd be the first legislator in Minnesota House well, it's after a, she it's was important to be a first. A. Okay, look up 66A. <clears throat> it's it's the east side, I think. Somewhere on the east side, which is a vast area and also often a misnomer in St. Paul. I but. believe her father, Ray, was a place kicker for the Dolphins. Ray Finke? Yeah, and he was involved in a cover-up that uh, Ace Ventura had to cut. <laughs> No. Well, this was um, in reaction to um, what's been going on in Iowa and South Dakota. Right. And uh, the governor, uh, the king, our ruler, refers to them as bullies, and we oh. will not stand bullies right. okay. because I'm a teacher. Oh, boy. Yes. I need it, Rook. Um Can't be that difficult. No, I've got it up here. Just got to find out what the borders are. I got to burn my saddle about king ruler walls, by the way. Okay, just a moment, please. Oh, just give me some streets. Give me anything right now. 66A. Uh, uh, well, they don't just well, say... Well, uh, Go ahead. Well, Rook is doing that. Let me tell you that uh, Lee did get 81.1% of the vote when we find out wow. where that can... 66A is, uh, map. Uh, it is bordered on the north, 36, 
On the north by Highway 36. Yes. Yes. It is bordered on 35W. That would be to the west. West. Yep. And uh, Maryland, McKnight, uh, which one? Where do they stop? i got to zoom in. Chatsworth to the west. No, 35's to the west. I mean to the east, excuse me. Do you mean 35E? Yes. Okay. And then, Boy, this is just a disaster. You've got me so confused. Well, okay, it's that's enough for me to know that... The Rock and East Side, right? I'm shocked that this would be of concern to the people of that neighborhood. John, do you have the ballot PD up in and front of you? Hot I do, yes. I do. But, so it's Como... Como Park is in there. No, not not if it's west. Not if the border. Is oh my God! Who cares, oh, John? The, God. the number of actual votes. What was that? Uh, there were Thank about you. nineteen thousand votes. Well, there you go, uh, Joe. Lee, Lee got fifteen six, and Trace Johnson, the Republican, oh, got three thousand five hundred, roughly. Wow. So eighty one point one percent for Lee Finky, eighteen and a half percent for Trace Johnson, the Republican candidate. Hmm. So. Pretty sure Joe just left. Did, did Joe leave? I think so. No, he's going to get his legislative book. Thursday. Because he's so what, what's blowing me, What's blowing me away is that this has nothing to do with what's going on in this state. This is a 100% so reaction to... Uh, Minneapolis Dakota. Yeah. and St. Paul, right off of 280. So picture that. Energy Park Drive... I'll do it. Como. I'll do it. I got a book, Mister Impatient. I, I should have done it myself. Book and check it out. All right, I will. Sixty-six A. Yeah. How old's that book? It's pretty old, but sixty-six A is probably the same. There's fifty-four. It's almost there. Fifty-six. That's okay. Fifty-nine. Not offended. Sixty-two. Well, it wasn't directed at you. Hmm. I'm no. I'm good. I just, I should have kept this book more handy. I, I find this important only because it's 65A, did we say? 66. 66A. Hurry up. Hey, don't you have it yet? Come on, get it. I'm trying to do the show here. <laughs> 66A. Okay. It's 66A. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Central St. Paul, including the neighborhoods of Summit University, Selby Dale, Thomas Dale, and the North End. Uh, the district's diverse population includes African Americans and a growing Asian population. Housing consists of a, mis a mix of single family and rentals. Uh, what this, what, uh, the only point I was trying to to corroborate is that I, I can't, I don't understand how this person got elected. Though that doesn't seem to be the concern of that area, but maybe maybe I'm wrong and it's a concern everywhere. I, I know you didn't read the link I sent you. This was a couple of months ago. I'm not ripping, I'm just saying I know you didn't you didn't read it. But basically people like this, the Ilhan Omars, and this is going on all over the country. These people are being voted and to on. your defense, Rook, there was a lousy map in here. Well, I was choosing from a lousy These map people too. are being elected and, and put into these positions from the the white guilty vote. That's to answer your question. That's why people like yeah. her are in office. In that district, though, there's the white guilty vote presumes some sort of privilege and maybe even socioeconomic elevation. There is no socioeconomic wealth in the area she represents. Right, but you were out, and John gave the actual number of people that voted in that and, district. And how many was that? 19,100, roughly. Okay. Voted total. Lee got 15,006. Wow. So there you go. 
81%. Well, in any event, where were we, where were we going with this? What what started this? Uh, women's. Oh. Um, we had, you were going with. It's the gender affirming health care. Oh, that's it. That was, and and I, I think that, uh, again, it's it's so insidious to to appease and and uh, embrace small children making these decisions that it's sinful. But I know sin doesn't exist anymore in this country. Whoa! But but it's sinful. This person went to Bethel. Who? She was. Who? I think he was born in Minnesota. Bachelor of Arts degree in English literature from Bethel in two thousand three, and a Master of Arts in Shakespeare from DePaul. Well, you can't flunk that. <laughs> I'm glad you're going there because that's what I was going to bring up with King Ruler Walls. Yes. Br- having, when he was signing this gender affirming health care nonsense, having the little girl with the stuffed animal up in, that that's so insulting on so many levels at his little press conference it's yesterday. It, it is. You're right. It's 100% evil. It's huh? just flat out evil. Proceed. According to Mary Moriality, you can't make that change until you're 25 years old. Okay. Um, preceded by Alice Hausman. Alice, we wish we had. Oh God, doesn't Alice look <laughs> yes, good? Yes, your theory is perfect. Yeah, Alice, please come back. Whatever no, happened to Alice? Not woke enough. <laughs> right. What's well, kind of interesting here? I went to look at the opponent, Trace Johnson. Yeah, a Republican with what we would consider perfect views, uh, nothing radical Republican about him at all. Right. Uh, and, to, and to, I know we'd have to break this down further, but uh, he actually is a gay man with, with a male partner. So you'd think that would appeal to somebody boy, uh, who, oh boy. who may vote. Yeah. What uh, Lee, so, Lee must have run a hell of a campaign. Yeah. Uh, very. Wow. Hmm. I, I, mean, I had never heard of her before she got elected. No. No, I wonder if she literally ran on the campaign, not woke enough. You need me. Man alive. <laughs> uh, but Mary Moriality would say, this shouldn't happen. These are people whose brains aren't developed yet. <laughs> you shouldn't make a decision that critical until, until you're 25. That would be, according to Mary Moriality, the head of the county attorney, the Hennepin County attorney, who won't prosecute juveniles for murder because... The science. Follow the science. Unreal. The science says their brains aren't developed yet. Well, are their brains developed at the age of 12 to change genders? My answer would be, no. according to Mary, no. Yeah, uh, Mary Morreale's views are good enough for me. The quote goes on to say our goal is to treat kids like kids. Yeah, Mary's, Mary's got it figured out. you got to treat the kids like kids. We know that kids... That age are impressionable, they are impulsive, they're easily manipulated, and subject to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. But Thank you, Mary. my point in all of this is this has nothing to do with kids in Minnesota. This has everything to do, and it is a reaction to what is happening in Iowa and South Dakota. Right, we but it can't, will also apply to kids in Minnesota. But it already applies yeah. to kids in Minnesota. So nothing has changed, as far as I can tell, for kids in Minnesota. This is all about if they come here, they can't. we're going to hold them here. They can't be sent back. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. The DFLers are having fun, aren't they? Huh. They are. Uh, yeah, it's a white canvas. They're, they are accomplishing uh, 
every ruinous thing they can dream up. And by the end of the next two years, I, I don't have any optimism whatsoever that this state will be a functioning well, society. It, it, this and the abortion nonsense is pointless mm -hmm. because nothing has changed in Minnesota. But now they've added all of this other nonsense, which is just political grandstanding. Let's stick to uh, let's let's clear today's Kia and Hyundai news off the docket. Uh, we all know that the car is at fault. How close is? And I'm not saying this. Keith Ellison is saying this. How close is uh, what? what how close is Keith Ellison coming to blaming the victim, for example, in a rape case? Hmm. Well, she had it coming because of the way she was dressed. Oh, boy. Well, he's saying the same thing about a car. Now, I realize a car is not the same as a woman. This is Keith Ellison saying this. I personally don't believe that, by right, the way. Right. But he is saying these cars might as well have a sign on them that say, steal me. An attractive nuisance. Yes. So this is one of his more ruinous conclusions. Wow. But again, uh, Tim Buck, too, has done some work for us. Hopefully better than my research on 66A. Yes. Okay, good. Both Kia and Hyundai have large dealerships in Sioux Falls. And you see a lot of these cars around town. But I have never heard the police chief, the mayor, or the attorney general in South Dakota talk about Kia and Hyundai thefts. So I did a Google search. The only thing I found was a story done earlier this week by Dakota News Now, the ABC affiliate in Sioux Falls. It turns out this story was not about Sioux Falls at all, but rather was about Kia and Hyundai thefts in Colorado done by an ABC affiliate there. I assume that the Sioux Falls reporters were unable to find local officials who thought it was a problem here. He must live in Sioux Falls, huh? And statewide statistics bear this out. Neither car makes the top 10 of stolen vehicles in South Dakota. So somehow, Kia and Hyundai are unsafe to be on the street in Minnesota, but they are safe to be on the street in <laughs> South Dakota. The population... They're not safe to be on the street in Minnesota, but safe to be on the street in South Dakota. The population of Sioux Falls is 209,000 people, and the population of St. Paul is 311,000. So my question to Zach Stevenson of Coon Rapids is quite simple. Why are Kia and Hyundai owners safe in Sioux Falls, but unsafe in the Twin Cities? Hmm. The vehicles are exactly the same. What is Sea Falls, Sioux Falls doing better? Stevenson is an intelligent man, but I don't believe he would give you an honest answer. Mm. People who live in the real world know that Ramsey County has a catch-and-release prosecutor, and in South Dakota, criminals likely will serve jail time for grand theft auto. It has nothing to do with the car. It has everything to do with deterrence. And then he linked me to the top 10 most stolen vehicles in South Dakota. And, and uh, I would love to see the euphorians... Uh, try to try to bluster their way through this. Well, but South Dakota doesn't have the population uh, population of who? What's what? Who doesn't South Dakota have a population of? Well, South Dakota doesn't have as many people. Well, does that mean that the larger the population, the more likely you are to have criminals? But again, you're trying to reason with idiots. The top ten most stolen cars in South Dakota, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau. It's almost like power rankings. Number ten, Honda Civic. <laughs> Number eight, Ford Fusion. 
Number eight, Pontiac. Number nine, Ford Fusion. Number eight, Pontiac Grand Prix. Number seven, Toyota Camry. Number six, Jeep Cherokee. And Grand Cherokee is a tie. Number six, Honda Accord. Number five, Dodge Pickup, full size. Uh, number five is a tie, GMC Pickup, full size. Number four, Chevrolet Malibu. Number three, Chevrolet Impala. Number two, Ford Pickup, full size. And the most stolen car. The most stolen car. <laughs> I have the envelope, please. Full-size Chevy pickups. Huh. Wow. Ooh. I wonder if that's because Dang. of job sites, work-related sites. Could be that there's just a hell of a lot of Chevy pickups. Huh? Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? I, well, again, trying to reason with idiots, Joe, I was trying to squeeze us in before you switched to this, but here's what you're up against, right? Mm-hmm. This is Representative Andy Smith. Andy represents 25B. That's your Rochester area. All right. I already looked it up before yep. you asked. Got it. Uh, this is talking about giving everyone the right to vote, including people that are still incarcerated. Yeah. I've heard tonight a lot of you are very nervous about public safety, and that's great. I have good news for you. Giving voting to those who are incarcerated actually helps public safety. I've- <laughs> who is this turd? <laughs> Don't you get it? Yeah. It helps. Pop- that's Rook, I got another it. assignment for you, and I won't I'm bug you. No, I won't bug it. you until you come up with it. This, sh- this should be interesting. Go. The full list of which cars are stolen the most in all 50 states can be found at NICB.org, National Insurance Crime Bureau. NICB.org. Got it. I'm wondering now, in how many states... Is is a Hyundai or a Kia the most stolen vehicle? And you don't have to report back until you find that. Got it. I shall remain silent, but not for long. (laughs) Well, haven't they already taken care of the problem, too? Uh, I thought starting after 2021 vehicles, Hyundai and Kia agreed to get rid of the issue. Although I know you can't insure certain old Kias and Hyundais because... Insurance companies won't do it. Couldn't you but, hotwire a 1952 Ford in about two seconds? Right. I don't yes. know how, by the way. I've I, never done it. I'll but, show you. Yeah. I remember easy. my my brother had a car where you would put you didn't have to put the key in. You just turn the the little yeah. put a little screwdriver in there yeah. and just That's turn the whole just, tumbler. Just turn it. It started right up. Yeah. yeah. See the, what 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 the elites are getting away with, what the pro, the regressives are getting away with, is the idea, the implication that Hyundai and Kia, presumably to save money, purposely built cars that were easy to steal because they didn't want to spend the extra three dollars and ninety six cents per car to make the ignition more difficult to steal. That's a lie. The the uh, the euphorians are lie. The regressives are lying to you. It's not easy to steal a Kia or a Hyundai. It might be easier than it is to steal uh, a Ford. But the the fact remains that in order to steal a Hyundai or a Kia, you still have to break apart the steering column, and you have to get in, which they do destructively. 
and they get in there, and then they still have to know which wire goes where and which charger cord goes where. There's nothing easy about it, nothing. So they're wrong when they try to sell you on the idea that Hyundai and Kia are the evil, are the evil players here. No, they're not. No, they're not. They just happen to build a car that turns out might be easier to start once you gain access to all of the innards. But they're not easy to start. You got to break a window. You got to get in. You got to take it apart. And then, and then it's it's mostly done by idiots who couldn't drive a manual transmission. So they're they're clever enough to follow TikTok instructions. <laughs> But if the car had a clutch and a shifter, they ain't going to steal it anyway. They're not going to get anywhere. We'll be right back. Positive Thursday brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Yeah, I think Such is trying to cancel uh, Positive Thursday, but Mike, you're keeping it alive. Uh, Schoonover Body Works uh, up in Shoreview, down in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Mike, howdy. Hey Kenny, good to be here with you, and happy Positive Thursday. Let's uh, let's let's not lose sight of that fact that there's a lot of things happening in this world that to be positive about. Absolutely, thank you for that. Don't uh, don't let Such uh, change us, okay? Oh, he drags us down every day, sends us home with um, all sourpussed. Um, he's gonna get kicked out of the car. He's gonna he's gonna have to walk home. <laughs> Speaking of cars, Kia, Hyundai, the Attorney General. And us got anything to say about that? Well, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to own stock in those companies right now. Um, you know what we're finding, Kenny? I, I you know, I've heard uh, this being talked about uh, quite a bit. Well, it seems that the, that's all we're talking about now, no matter yeah. where you are. But yeah. um, you know, I think this is going to solve itself. I think. Uh, I think our political leaders are trying to look like they're heroes to, you know, solve a problem, but. Uh, in this world, um, dollars and cents are what solve things. So you want because it gets stolen a lot or you can't sell it because uh, people are afraid to buy it because it's going to get stolen. Or what's happening a lot, and I think uh, within the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, insurance companies are dropping. You know, they're not going to insure these cars if, if you're a, if you've got a new policy and you want to insure, insure a new you know, Kia or a Hyundai, they're not going to insure it. Or if you do have one and it's insured, you're going to be paying upwards of like 40% more for insurance. Right. Um, and and, we, and, and we, just, we just had a conversation with another insurer the other day that said, if this car is gone for more than seven days, they are going to total it out. What do you mean gone? So if it's a, if it's a stolen yeah, and it's gone. Oh, missing. Not, yeah, right. It's yep. missing in action for more than a week. Uh, they're going to total it out. Wow. So you know the, the supply of these cars is going to go away um, because they're going to get totaled out. Insurance companies aren't going to want to fix them. They're not going to want to insure them or deal with them or whatever. So this is just another little glitch, and and uh, you know Kia and Hyundai are going to be paying for this for many many years. Because what was that car that Ralph Nader? Um, the the rear engine Ford. Um, um, darn it! A cute little Death thing on wheels or something. Yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe oh. But anyway, it's going to be. This is going to be their version of that. And this is the most level-headed approach and reaction I have heard so far. And I, for my money, you're absolutely right. 
you know the board members are freaking out right now, Kia Hyundai. They're angry. They're getting bad press. Their sales are dropping. Like you said, insurance uh, is being affected. You know they're going to fix this themselves. Yeah. Well, and then so uh, about a month or two ago, we fixed a couple's car that was uh, IKEA that was stolen and recovered. And, um, uh, you know, it was gone for a bit. And then we had to wait for parts for a bit because, you know, there's ignition pieces and, and glass parts and other parts of these cars you can't find because there's, you know, there's so much in need. This couple, when they when the car was done, they literally drove it to an empty lot, took pictures of it, put it up for sale, and then put it in their garage until they could sell it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Corvair. That's it, right? That's it. And I think the Corvair. Yeah. yeah. Cute yeah. little car. Cute. Love those things. Uh, well, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think we can chill out. And what I really think you're right about, and we actually discussed this a little bit yesterday on the program, this is grandstanding by um, these politicos and attorney generals. They're just trying to get pub. They love talking about what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, and if you, the market, you know, insurance and banking run the world. So if you're going to buy a car and an insurance company is not going to cover it, you're not going to buy the car. Right. The problem yep. will be solved. So I just, you know, it is Bottom grandstanding. Line. Everybody wants to look like a hero right now. So I love the calming effect you have on us, Mike. It's so awesome. Uh, and it's got to be the same way you run your business. Everything, uh, everything you need related to automobiles is available right there at Schoonover. I'm talking engine work, too, um, body work, of course, oil changes, tires, whatever you need. Call up Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Uh, they've been around since forever and always rated one of the top shops in the metro. GL's official body shop, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. I found my map of 66A, which is Lee Finke's district. Uh, I only want to reprise it because it's, it's the legislative district that was home to probably 75% of the kids I went to school with in high school. It's bordered on the north by Larpenter. It's bordered on the west by Como Avenue. It's bordered on the south by Phelan Boulevard. And it's bordered on the west by Phelan Boulevard as it curves around to Lake Phelan. So you misspoke there. It's bordered on the east by... Phelan Boulevard. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. West Como 
East and Fulmar. South Phelan, North Larpenter. Uh, okay. So uh, Mar Maryland Avenue. Uh, in fact, oh, Maryland you've got Avenue me turned around. Yeah, Jeez. it's all it's all it's a the heart of the, what we would call St. Paul's East Side, the heart of it. At at one time, a strong and successful blue collar working families, and I I don't know how this the first transgender ever the first. Uh, got eighty-two percent of the vote is beyond me. I have no it idea. It seems like there would be a lot of people in that district not ready to. Uh, yeah. Now, we learned that Mary Moriality will not prosecute the two juveniles who cold-bloodedly killed a woman, leaving behind a one-year-old child. We now learn this is spreading. We knew this. It was. Uh, uh, also, by the way, uh, the Hyundai and Kia thing is being taken up by the attorney uh, general, or the uh, whatever county attorney is in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So they're going after them there, too. But have you, are you having any success? I have a list of the um, <clears throat> top 10 vehicles so, uh, stolen by state. Well, I, I just wanted you to go through it, so maybe you're not ready yet. I'm ready. I got can the you find list. well? Can you find how many states where Hyundai and Kia are the top stolen car? I'll come back to you. Okay. All right. We're learning that now in Baltimore, suspects younger than 25 will never be convi uh, convicted of a felony for a murder. Why is that? Democrats in Maryland have introduced a bill trying to prevent anyone under the age of 25 be from being convicted of a felony murder, a move that many believe will benefit gangs and criminals and make dangerous cities like Baltimore even less safe than they already are. Earlier this year, Democrat Charlotte Crutchfield, one of three delegates representing District 19, introduced House Bill 1180, otherwise known as the Youth Accountability and Safety Act, uh, would prohibit a person younger than age 25 at the time of the offense from being convicted of murder in the first degree under the state's felony murder provisions, which classify a murder as being in the first degree if it was committed during the penetration or attempted penetration of specific crimes. Uh, so you that 25? 25, but that's right in there with Mary Moriality because she said your brain doesn't develop until wow. 25. So in, in, uh, in Maryland, they're taking it to this level. So you kill somebody at the age of 25, you wouldn't, if this passes, and if they're full of Democrats in Maryland, I don't know why it wouldn't be. If this passes, you would never be convicted of a felony murder. And we think we got it bad here. Baltimore is infinitely worse. Part of this problem, and I, you know, I could go down many, many roads here. Part of this problem is among this country's many problems is just the the extraordinary lack of respect for life, which stems from the respect for authority and respect for rules and regulations, and 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 why not life? Throw in life's in play. No respect for life. Boy, wait till our crew gets a hold of this, man. I can easily see this happening in this state. 100%. Me too. Easily. Yep. Absolutely. If, if that's the case, uh, there's a kid that's being charged in a murder in Plymouth. 19-year-old uh, Raheem Tyrese Cooper mm -hmm. facing two charges of murder in connection with the death of Abraham Archie Boy Barbley, 20, of Brooklyn Center. He would be relieved to know that he would not be charged right. with those two counts of murder. 
You know, you look around you at these deadbeats that are Minnesotans, and, and they voted for this, and apparently this is what they want. I mean, you can, you can get a fairly representative idea of who's out there by reading letters to the editor. And there are people, uh, I haven't read any letters to the editor defending the, uh, the thefts of Hyundais and Kias, but you read letters to the editor that defend the general direction that the DFL is taking the state. I don't know what's wrong with those people. I don't know what they well, can't see. They are right up until evil visits them. Mm -hmm. on their front and door. it's their loved one that is gunned down or killed or whatever. But take it to a, a much lesser level. I don't know if you guys saw the story, but uh, I forget which outlet, if it was KSTP or Fox 9. But basically saying that the vast majority of Minneapolis residents, they don't want this street uh, sidewalk plowing nonsense from the city. It's just being shoved down their throats. Well, they have to speak up. They have to do something. But they're not being listened to is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. And and it goes even further where a lot of people that probably voted for this didn't realize this was coming. That's that's my guess anyway. What could they have thought? I don't coming? know. I, I don't I don't know. There's a editorial in today's Star Tribune because the other thing euphorians believe, regressives believe, is that Minnesota has its own air. Oh, well, our air does not leave Minnesota. I didn't know that. So we're in a giant bubble. Yeah, right. our air is Minnesota's air, so we must husband it and take care of it. Cold. And get to be carbon-free because our air never goes anywhere else. It's just our air. That's how stupid these people are. And today the stupid people are Tanya Allen, Lori Kuhn, and Anna Wasika, Wasetcha, Washicha. They've written a piece. They are from... Tonya Allen is president of the McKnight Foundation. Lori Kuhn is executive director of the Morgan Family Foundation. And Anna Wasicha is president of the West Central Initiative Foundation. And they've written a piece today. I don't want to read the whole piece, but it's the subhead is 100% carbon-free by 2040. And the, and the headline is, The Minnesota Way Will Lead to a Clean Energy Future. We Can Deliver Economic Mobility and community vitality in the transition to climate resilience. And it goes on to say uh, all sorts of things that can't be, can't be proven. Uh, for example, they say that uh, a clean energy economy is already providing 60,000 good-paying jobs. I have no way to, to, to verify that. They say that one-third of all electricity in Minnesota is already being generated by renewables. I, I have no way to verify that. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And they're celebrating the tireless efforts of advocates and community members that achieved this victory. We know the real work lies ahead, particularly to ensure that all Minnesotans, especially those most impacted, wouldn't we all be impacted? It's our air. Right. We all have the same air. Uh, and it goes on to say what they're doing. Okay, now a guy, jailers are doing their work. Craig uh, Vanderaw writes, I wrote this to the author today. Hello, Tanya, meaning the author of this editorial. Thank you for your intriguing opinion piece today. I'd appreciate some clarifications on your major points and hope you can give me a reply to help me better understand your plan and goals. One, Doing it the Minnesota way, these leaders set aside differences to keep the North cold and commit our state to 100% clean electricity by 2040, protecting the place we call home against the changing climate and growing our state economy for current and future generations. 
Are there measurable metrics in your 2040 target for the actual lower Minnesota temps than today? My understanding of climate change initiatives are to measurably lower temperatures, right? Is there a published number for temperature change expectation in the 2040 plan? What other measurable outcome in climate metrics have been established? And of course, he knows perfectly well that she can't answer that. Number two, what does the new law mean for Minnesotans? It means even more excellent jobs and thriving clean energy businesses, reduced energy costs for our residents, and significantly less pollution to combat climate change. In the paper two years ago, Craig writes, XL Energy has proposed a 15% rate increase and also said it plans to pass on the 100s of millions of dollars in cost to add new auto charging stations to XL customers. Specifically, how will my energy costs go down under your plan? I just purchased a brand new 2023 gas-powered Hyundai Santa Fe for less than 30 grand. My understanding is that if forced to switch to an electric car, my cost will go up at least 2000 or almost double for an electric version. How is that saving me money? My wife and I built our home in 1997 and just replaced our furnace with a more efficient new gas furnace. How will Nita and I save on future energy costs if forced to replace a perfectly good furnace that will likely outlast my wife and I? We are age 67. It sounds like we would either be penalized for using gas heat or forced to buy an expensive new electric furnace or solar panels. <clears throat> Number three, the Justice 40 initiative should be a guide. and We can also look to our Midwest neighbors for examples. Can you explain in plain language what your climate justice equity insider jargon means? I'm sure everyone inside your tent understands this, but I doubt the rest of us do. Number four, what and how we build have consequences. This is from the editorial the gals wrote. What and how we build will have consequences that last generations. Utilities and local and state leaders have an opportunity to center equity on our path to 100% clean energy. Please help me understand in plain language what this means for my two wonderful grandsons, age six and nine, when they enter the workforce in 12 to 15 years as young white males. Number five, another effort to make capital flow faster and differently to those who have too long been denied access is underway in Minnesota. The Groundbreak Coalition, a group of over 40 corporate, civic, and philanthropic leaders, aims to close our state's longstanding racial wealth gaps by boosting homeownership, rental housing, commercial development, and BIPOC entrepreneurship, first in the Twin Cities and then across the state, all with an emphasis on aligning capital with our climate goals. Well, again, insiders understand this statement. I don't. How is this not planned wealth transfer? Will it still be our goal to guarantee all Americans equal opportunity? Or is it now to guarantee equal outcomes related to individual talent and economic contributions? Lastly, Tanya, I'm fully aware that for the past five plus years, the climate uh, change strategy has been to do an end run around most Minnesotans. It's very smart to gather muddied interests like McKnight, XL Energy, advocacy groups like advocacy groups like the Sierra Club, and a number of other insiders to lobby like-minded politicians like our DFL to commit billions of taxpayer money to your goals without winning the hearts and minds of doubters like myself. To move forward without 
measurable metrics that matter. As one of my experts recently observed, until China, India, and other less affluent countries with outsized populations can raise their standard of living to that of the average American, virtually nothing Western climate activists and policymakers do will result in actual measurable reductions in omissions and lower temperatures. I recently retired from 45 years in outside sales. Salespeople are taught that an objection, while possibly offensive, is really a request for more information, an opportunity to close the sale. Instead of doing an end, round, end run around me, see if you too can make the sale. Tanya, I'd very much appreciate hearing back when you have a chance. Thanks for your opinion, please. Uh, please do not use my last name. Uh-oh, I already did. Afraid of being canceled by my liberal friends. No, it was uh, Bert uh, Reynolds wrote yeah. this. Bert Reynolds he did? wrote this. Okay. From the grave. Yeah. What he a bit wonderful on the, exercise this fellow did. He bit on the hook yeah. when the rest of us who read this piece just wrote it off as absolute, pure gibberish. Yeah, but he's not letting them get away with their gibberish, so which my is hat's why, off to yeah, him. Yeah, which is why I appreciate him. Um, and he, in this editorial, they mentioned something called, hold on, I actually looked it up, uh, something, oh, God, no, it's I should have. Well, anyway, it has to do with racial equity and climate decision making there there's no relationship between the two how do you think the people over on the north side do you think they give one single damn about this when bullets are flying into their house and exploding in their kids heads you think any of them give one s about this no they are fabricating this out of nothing. This is complete gibberish and BS. Yeah, because they think they can invent a better world. Why don't they go about maybe curbing violence and crime in these areas that they're so concerned about? They don't care about violence and crime. They care about that something called... That isn't violence and crime. That is a behavior driven by white patriarchy over the years. That's not violence and crime. That's a That's a fighting back... That's a that's an unloosening of the oppressive belts that you've been forced to wear. You're so not expected okay? to behave. It's so okay. it's okay. That's why it's the car's fault. Crazy. That's why it's the car's fault. I'm telling you, get your jewelry while you still can. I need a watch. Well, I got a place I for you. I think you meant something else. Oh. I have my watch from R.F. Moeller Jeweler. I have two from R.F. Moeller Jeweler. I need one more because I figure I'll leave three behind. Do you wear both of them at like the same a, time? Yeah. Like Who's the guy? Otto Schmidt. Otto Schmidt. A Timex and a Seiko, right? I got a Timex and a Seiko, but not from RF Moeller Jeweler. Family owned and operated since 1951. I think that means something. They've been around a long time, and you don't get to stay around a long time in that business. They come and go, not Moeller. They've been there. They're tried and true. They're at 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul. They're on the third generation of family ownership, and uh, they have a really new renovated showroom now at the Highland Park store at Ford in Cleveland. Great people, too, and I mean that. They've been there a long time. That's another thing you don't find. The people have been with Moeller a long time. And uh, so you got birthdays coming up, anniversaries. Graduations. Engagements, weddings, 
anniversaries, mm-hmm. job promotions, you name it. There's jewelry to celebrate every milestone. Did you hear that, guys? We have job promotions to look forward to. That's right. All right. Jewelry to celebrate every milestone. And if you want to get fancy and and design your own engagement ring, they can do that, too. They have, you know what they have? Artisans. Artisans. In-house artisans to create the ring of your dreams. And a free lifetime warranty on everything is all-encompassing. It's rfmolar.com. It's RF Molar Jewelers in St. Paul. At Ford in Cleveland in Highland Park, brand new renovation there, you'll love it. And 50th in France in Edina. Oh, yeah. I forgot to go over there to do this so I can hit that button. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Aim High Construction back with us on GL, ready to book your spring and summer construction projects. Chris Miller, the owner, not only a longtime GLer, uh, but also a veteran, and he, uh, him and his crews, boy, they just do dandy work on everything related to construction. And I'm talking both residential and both residential and commercial. Uh, many of you GLers probably remember I had Chris and his crew do a bunch of projects on my place in South Minneapolis in preparation for the sale, and that work resulted in us making a hell of a lot more money uh, when we went to sell the house. They can do it all, roofing, siding, interiors, decks, kitchens, bathrooms, basements, I don't care what, a new countertop, concrete, yeah, garage shop, yeah, Whatever you need, they do amazing work. Get in touch with Chris, aimhighconstructionmn.com, and do it as soon as you can to get the bid ball rolling and get your project on the schedule. They're very busy, but they always put GLers first. And when you go with Aim High Construction, remember, you're going with the very best. So if there's a little wait, it's worth it. Again, get in touch uh, with Chris today, aimhighconstructionmn.com. The Cretan goalie is standing on his head. Hey, John, during your news, Cretans. good luck with uh, any participation from Rook and uh, and hockey stuff. I have your answers, by the way, Joe. On what? Oh, yeah. Uh, These are the most stolen cars in 50 states. Let me call that back up. I've got all 50 states. I won't bore you with the details, but I will tell you that... uh, You weren't ready, were you? I was ready. It's right here. Going through the entire list, states. Yep. The <laughs> highest I found was Colorado at number five, and that was a Hyundai. What does that mean at number five? Uh, on the top ten for stolen from their state. So they have the top ten vehicles stolen in the from state, the state of, Colorado? of Colorado. Yeah, so we're going to do each and state. And the highest rated was um, <laughs> number five in Colorado. You asked. Is a Hyundai or a Kia? It was a Hyundai. Hyundai. Coming in. Then at number New five. Mexico at number four. Yep. Was a Hyundai Sonata. Right. Everything else, all the other ones were lower. Then you go to Puerto Rico. Right. Number one stolen car, Rental. Kia Sportage. Yep. Number three, uh, uh, Hyundai Tucson. Number four, Kia. Number six, a Hyundai 7, 8, and 10 were Kias. Okay, then Puerto Rico's got a problem. No, Wisconsin does. Because one through seven were all Hyundais or Kias. Really? One through seven. That's not true of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota was, let me pull them up real quick. Uh, Here they are. Okay, Minnesota. Real quick. Yep, super quick. Um, (laughs) Honda Civic, Honda CRV, Chevy pickup full size, Honda Accord, 
Ford pickup, full-size Jeep, Grand Cherokee, Toyota Camry, Chevy Impala, Toyota Corolla, and number 10 was a Chevy Malibu. So in Minnesota, Hyundai or Kia doesn't make the top 10. It doesn't, and I, I, don't, I don't know what year this is. Yeah. But these lists mm. as late as twenty three. No, they, they oh list God. as late as twenty twenty one. Okay. So it's a relatively recent list. Here is John Height in his newsroom. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I did find uh, that uh, I thought that was very weird in that editorial you read, too, that they, they gave us stats, but they didn't back them up. Right. So I did find the information on that. Not that it makes what they said uh, any more correct, because uh, I'm with you on the whole thing. But uh, the U.S. Energy Information Administration says Minnesota has 29% renewable energy as of 2021. Really? So that's that's where they got that number. And the that's other number... A third. Uh, well, it's, mm. well, it's close. damn close. It's damn close. Yeah. yeah, and it's two years ago. Yeah. So, uh, the rest is all coal-fired, nuclear, and natural yeah. gas. So right. that's for that guy. I don't know why. You know, what? if you're going to put that in your editorial, yeah. Yeah, tell us why and how right. you got that. But anyway. Uh, in the news, St. Paul City leaders have announced new parking restrictions as another round of snowfall heads our way. Well, actually, a couple of rounds of snowfall still heading our way. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter and city leaders announced a parking ban on the even-numbered side of residential streets. It'll go into effect tomorrow at 8 in the morning. will be in effect until April 15th, unless the city announces an earlier end date. Why wasn't uh, this are... done two months ago? Yeah. What? It's melting now! It'll melt. It'll melt. I got my T-shirt. We've already received lots of snow. More is coming. Winter weather advisory scheduled to go into effect today for several Minnesota counties. St. Paul Public's Work Director Sean Kershaw says, We know that on-street parking is critical to a lot of residents, and we've done everything we can to keep streets as wide as possible this winter. Right now, we can't get our larger plow trucks down some residential streets. The parking ban enables our crews to be more responsive with whatever winter weather comes in the remaining season. The city will ticket and tow vehicles that are in violation of the one-sided restrictions. The city does have a parking map online to help residents know which streets have parking restrictions to avoid a potential <laughs> ticket or tow. If, if you don't know, if you live on the even or odd side, refer to the map. <laughs> Sean Kershaw has emailed me a few times. We're trying to get together, and I, I, I'm of the opinion that in in a town like St. Paul, in this snowbelt, he should be the most important guy in town. And I continue to take my hat off to him. He, does, he doesn't hide. He's got thick skin. I he's mean, he's there. into the equity BS and all this other stuff. He had to, to get hired. But he, he's, he takes his medicine. He's damn near a regular with Vanita. Well. But she's but, not giving him a lot of grief. Got the direct no. line. Yeah. Got the direct the sock arm But line. he, uh, to his credit, he's stepping forward. He should be the most important. The public works director in any town in America north of the Mason-Dixon line should be the most important guy in town. Well, look at what you had to go through to try to get to the superintendent. You can't you reach can't. him. This guy. No, this guy is calling am. me. What, can I, what, yeah. what do you want? Yeah. Speaking of the public works director, John, do you have the story about the impending strike? That's all we need. I do not have yeah. that. I did see it, but uh, I don't have it. Public works want us to go on strike in St. Paul. Why? They're not getting paid enough? Yeah. Streets aren't wide enough. Oh. Wow. 
Three correctional staff are recovering from injuries after they were attacked at the prison located in Oak Park Heights on Tuesday. According to a Department of Correction spokesperson, two male prisoners assaulted a correction sergeant and two corrections officers at 524 p.m. One of the three injured staff was more seriously hurt, taken to Regents Hospital by ambulance. That person treated and eventually released. Two other injured staff were taken to Lakeview Hospital. They were released after an evaluation. The DOC did not elaborate on the type of injuries that the staff members had or any specifics about the staff. Uh, in a separate incident uh, that occurred late Monday morning at the prison in Stillwater, a fight broke out among multiple prisoners. The DOC noted three officers who intervened were assaulted in that case. The three officers transported to a nearby hospital for evaluation and released. Investigation into both incidents still continuing. Um, my friend Matt is a member of the Garage Logic Town Council, mm-hmm. and he unearthed the uh, congrat- congratulatory video of the International Women of Courage Award that was handed out yesterday. Oh, yeah, the World Man one. Um, have you heard the, the no, award? No. Um, would you like 30 seconds sure. of upset yeah. award? Sure. <clears throat> In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. Um, Thank you very much. When you, when, uh, you see her, Lisa. when you see her accepting award, you, uh, you get the full frontal and... Yeah. It looks like someone slapped a wig on Keith Millard. Really? Hey, no. It's Ooh, yeah. Royce's line, best line ever. It's an imperfect yeah, science. science. Perfect science. <laughs> <laughs> Star Tribune reporting a man was killed in his home in Grand Marais, Minnesota. A suspect has been arrested. A statement from the Cook County Sheriff's Office said deputies were told of someone dying after an altercation. They got to the home shortly after 4.45 in the afternoon on Wednesday. They located a 78-year-old man with what they called multiple areas of trauma to the head. Sheriff Pat Eliason identified the victim as Lawrence Scully. In 2014, Scully came up short in a bid for mayor of Grand Marais. The 28-year-old man who was known to the victim reported the altercation to the sheriff's office, was arrested, and remains jailed as of this morning. Officials have yet to explain any of the circumstances behind the killing, but the sheriff did tell the Star Tribune the two men had experienced conflict in the past where an order for protection was applied for. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is helping the sheriff's office with the homicide investigation. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell hospitalized after tripping at a local hotel, according to a spokesperson. Was he hammered? On, on acid? He was the tripping? <laughs> He fell, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Kentucky senator is 81, of course. He was attending a private dinner in Washington on Wednesday. He was admitted to a hospital for treatment, according to spokesman Doug Andrews. The dinner was at the Waldorf, uh, Waldorf Astoria in Washington, D.C. McConnell's office did not provide additional detail on his condition or how long he may be absent from the Senate. Uh, back in 2019, you might remember this, he tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky and suffered a fractured shoulder that time he underwent surgery to repair the fracture in the shoulder. The Senate had just started a summer recess and he worked from home for some weeks as the shoulder healed. No word, Johnny, on uh, if he split those big luscious lips he has, huh? Those yeah. are okay. Well, yeah. What is he about? He's about 110, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm 81. 81. He's at the age where one wrong step could kill him. Maybe he should retire, huh? Get uh, somebody in there who's using their full brain. I'm about 81 years old. Uh huh. <laughs> 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says a proposed law that would require bloggers writing about him to register with the state is not something that he has ever supported. He said of the bill during a press conference, that's not anything I've ever supported. I don't support it. I've been very clear about what we're doing. He said the Florida legislation, 120 of them in the House, and however many of the 40 in the Senate, they have independent agency to be able to do things. DeSantis added, like, I don't control every single bill that's been filed or amendment. So just as we go through this session, please understand that. He was referring to a bill, uh, you talked about it earlier this week, a GOP lawmaker Jason Brodeur had brought the bill in. If passed, it would require any blogger who writes about DeSantis and is paid for their work to register with the state and file monthly reports. It would also apply to bloggers who write about Florida's lieutenant governor, a cabinet officer, or any member of the legislature. The bill has received rebukes from civil rights organizations like representatives of the ACLU, also other members of the Republican Party and Democratic Party have spoken out against it. The proposed legislation has not been put to a vote. Spokesman for DeSantis has told Insider on Friday that the governor's communications office is reviewing the bill. I had two Brandy Alexander's. <laughs> well, that was after dinner. dinner. Before dinner, I had three Manhattans. <laughs> and then I had wine. And then I had an ice cream drink. <laughs> and I was put to bed. When I Joe- left the table, I felt the worries. I got the whirlies. The whirlies. The whirlies. I got the whirlies. I grabbed for something that wasn't there. I grabbed for a chair. A railing. A railing. Hey, damn thing I could find. And I, I, I just, I, what I did is I flurried about in thin air. There was nothing there. And then I went down. And uh, You were away from the group, Senator? Hurt like a son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get up. Uh, one of the things you have to do as an old person, you have to learn how to get up off the floor without any aid. Uh, I've been able to do it, but not after the two brandy Alexanders, <laughs> yes, but Senator, three Manhattans, the, and wine. The key question and here. And an ice cream drink. The key question here is when you fell. Did the brandy p- Alexander an ice cream drink? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it uh, has uh, some ice cream. And I had some other kind of ice cream. Grasshopper? Drink. Yes, that was it. It was green. It was green. green. Now, the important thing, the question here now is, when you fell, did people around you laugh, or did they come to your aid? I did one of those things that you do. I I looked at the floor as always the floor's fault. (laughs) Uh, uh, Who put this damn rug here? Who who put the floor here? (laughs) When I I came in, there was no floor. Senator, you should take some time off, maybe 10 years well, I got you all fooled. I've been off for about 10 years. He's, he's AI. He's artificial intelligence. That's right. I hope I heal up this time. You know, you're my age. You break a hip. Uh, you got a lot of problems. Yeah, but I, I, you have a fella up your way, uh, Shid Hartman. He no longer with But he broke a hip, and uh, I guess he was a terror. Well, with, with a walker, he he storm up and down with that walker. And he, if and he, he was got, going somewhere, you got in his way. He's running over you. He got things done, and <laughs> I I still think I can too. No, you just better rest, Senator. We'll Thank you, you Senator. Bed. Russia launched a massive barrage of missiles and drones that hit residential buildings and critical infrastructure across Ukraine this Thursday, killing six people, leaving hundreds of thousands without heat and electricity. Largest such attack in three weeks also put Europe's largest nuclear plant at risk by knocking it off the power grid for hours before it was reconnected. That's a bad thing because nuclear plants need constant power to run cooling systems and avoiding 
a meltdown. Meanwhile, Ukraine is denying any involvement in the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines following a media report citing new intelligence that a pro-Ukrainian group may have been behind last year's attack targeting Russia's gas deliveries to Europe. The dismissal by a senior Ukrainian official on Tuesday came in response to a report by the New York Times, which cited new intelligence that had been reviewed by United States officials. A Marine sergeant who was nearly killed in the deadly terrorist attack during the chaotic 2021 withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan gave powerful emotional testimony to the House Foreign Affairs Committee on Wednesday. The Republicans kicked off their first hearing on the subject since winning back the majority. He was Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. He said, I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. 13 U.S. service members were killed in the blast, which also claimed the lives of 170 Afghan civilians. Several committees, including the House Armed Services and Oversight Panels, are investigating the Biden administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Wall Street Journal last week reported on an independent watchdog group's report on the withdrawal. In that report, the inspector general laid blame on all the U.S. administrations going back to George W. Bush's citing as a pivotal turning point the 2020 Doha Agreement when the Trump administration pledged to withdraw American troops and contractors from the country by a certain date in exchange for guarantees from the Taliban. John, is this the same individual who, um, I saw the video of this yesterday, is this the same guy that uh, basically had the suicide bomber and he was ready to pull the trigger and he was basically told to stand down? That I do not know, to be truthful, Chris. Okay, because I, th- I think this might have been the same guy. And if that's the case, sh- shame on all of these people. My goodness, he could have saved how many lives? So if he would, would, like a commander told him to stand I, down? I believe so. He was told to wow. stand down. Yikes. Yeah. Hmm. I'll see if I can find the video. After five decades in business, an east, uh, east side St. Paul landmark is closing. I am not familiar. I'll bet Rook is Angelo's Pizza on White Bear Avenue. Sure, I, I, I know am. of it. Yes, I am. you're familiar. It's just Joe? like in a yeah. strip mall. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for half a century. Fifty years. Yeah, it'll serve up its last slice of pizza at the end of the month. Uh, the owner is Matt Mike. He says revenue is down, so he had to make the difficult decision to close the restaurant. He said, "I'm ready. I've been doing this since I was in high school, and I've loved it. But you have to look at it from a financial side." After announcing the closing on Facebook, countless longtime customers are coming back for one more slice. Mike said uh, he's getting people coming in from everywhere, Woodbury, Hugo, some from Hudson, Wisconsin, some from Isandy County. And he says he's really appreciative of that. Angelo's Pizza will close on Friday, March 31st. You know, I saw this on TV as well, the TV television news. And mm-hmm. the other, uh, I don't remember, a year ago or so, somebody came through the roof and stole his safe, uh, two days worth of deposits. Um, wow. And, you know... I, me, I'm thinking right away, that's got to be an inside job. Who knows where you're keeping all your stuff? But uh, the poor guy ran into some trouble. It seems like a great guy, and it's too bad because uh, Angelo's is like a community. But it was for Maple Grove safe and locked. They never got it opened. They never they no. never would have got that no. sucker opened. No. Locked in, baby. I don't mind tell you, telling you that Creighton Durham Hall and Maple Grove are playing fire barn hockey. Yeah, they are. I've never. This is amazing. Well, it was one to one four minutes into they, the game. These and it's people still two are to one. flying, yeah. and they have not stopped. 
That's how the uh, Alexandria Monomedi game was yesterday. Really impressed with the rate and the wow. speed that they were playing. Are these guys well, flying? Well, Maple Grove defending champs, and I'm yes. sure they probably thought we're going to sneak right through these fish eaters. Johnny, the, the video I was referring to is U.S. Marine Corps Sniper Sergeant Tyler Vargas Dash Andrews. That's him, yes. Okay. That's the same, same fellow. It's yep. two, basically two minutes, but here's his quote that I thought was quite shocking. Quote, plain and simple, we were ignored. Our Expertise was disregarded. No one was held ag- accountable for our safety. This is him telling Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed 13 service members. Wowzers. Wow. Hmm. I would uh, think that officer may have some issues at this point. I would think they so. They told him to stand down. Yeah. Joe, I'm almost done with Targeted. Speaking of snipers, the new yeah. Bob Lee Swagger book. You it's like it? Good. It's yeah, I still, I still have, I still have the, I haven't gotten to, yeah, know, where, yeah. where the actual end is, but yeah. I, I got about fifty pages left. Yeah. Does he write gratifying endings like Vince used to? Yes. Yeah. That's what that's what a guy needs. In fact, he wrote an ending to this book that uh, leads don't me. Tell to, me, don't ruin it. Well, it leads me to believe that uh, a character we meet will reappear in a next hmm. book. Okay, John, why don't you Sorry. save this one for me next time I'm down? I'll pick it up. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Well, if you want to read that, Kenny, start start with uh, the first one. Yeah. All of his books are wonderful, Kenny. Yeah. The Stephen Hunter oh, okay. books. All right. I can loan you two that I have in my collection, Waterline and I Ain't Got Time That's to Bleed. That's not Steve Hunter. No, I no, would. no. If he's looking for something to read, I can. Uh, Matthew, certainly. don't lend me anything. You could borrow them. I'll borrow them to me. Yes, I'll borrow them to me. Although Attaboy. I ain't got time to bleed, I believe his dog folded on page 12, right? Uh, eight, uh, chapter 8. Chapter. No, oh, 8 pages. Speaking of that, Joe. Hello? Joe! Joe! Yeah, gotta... Creighton's going down the wrong road here. <laughs> they're, they're trying to preserve this one-goal victory, and Maple Grove's too good. Creighton must keep up the attack like they were doing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, okay Jacques. Did you <laughs> read the email from Joe, who recommends that we have... Patrick record our Animal House yes. America speech. Yes. I'll be there. Probably the United States. I think we just should have Matthew do yeah, it. Yeah, Matt as Pat should do it. Well, yeah. he's one of the guys. The city prosecutor. One of the players on our team. What's city prosecu- now? The city prosecutor in Newport News, Virginia Relaxing. says. He would not seek charges against that six-year-old boy who shot his elementary school teacher in January, but hasn't decided yet whether any adults associated with the case could be held criminally uh, criminally liable. How, how could they not? I'll give in, that one to Mary Morality. No. Uh, you're not going to try what? a six-year-old as Well, not adult. the six-year-old, yeah. but the parents. Right. Who right. ever owns the fire. Right. right. In an interview, Newport News Commonwealth's attorney Howard Gwynn said the prospect that a six-year-old can stand trial is problematic, given that a child that young wouldn't have the competency to understand the legal system and what a charge means or adequately assist an attorney. It's not unheard of for an adolescent of that age to be arrested in general. Theoretically, the six-year-old could be criminally charged under Virginia law. But Gwynn said that he does not believe there's legal basis to charge a child. According to a lawyer for Abigail Zwerner, a first-grade teacher, the boy had behavioral issues. No! 
pattern of troubling interactions with school staff and other students. A notice of intent to sue said the boy had been given a one-day suspension for breaking the teacher's cell phone, returned the next day with a 9mm handgun that he used to shoot the teacher. Diane Toscano's Warner's lawyer said at a news conference in January, three teachers went to the school administration about the boy's behavior and that he was believed to have had a gun on campus. Nothing was done about it by the administration. Zerner, by the way, did recover. She's 25 years old, was seriously wounded in the hand and chest. But police say she managed to safely escort the students out of the classroom. She spent two weeks in the hospital. So if we decide not to press charges or whatever, this six-year-old obviously has zero future. How long until uh, yes. this? Ch- Got him. Jesus <laughs> yes. Christ. Okay, I'm Holy just gonna, sh! Creighton's going to beat Maple Grove three to one. He's scored an empty netter. Forget it. I'm just going to move on. Now, what do I do if Creighton plays Hill in the final? <laughs> you got to root for your alma mater. But like you I do would. a radio show, pal. Ah, the hell with it. Boy, it's a good thing I'm so easygoing and have yeah. a good. John, demeanor, thank you. Thank well, you. I'm done. Now I'm done. He's I in the middle of a. Still got oh, a lot I'm of sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. How'd that work out? I might have to oh. write a column today. Right. Yeah, you might. Joe, we're going to talk after the show. Where the, where the hell did he go? He's You're going right to call there. me um, at some point no, today. No, I got to write. No, you are going to call me or I'm driving down there. Yeah. He's having a Whoa. 2 o'clock meeting with you. We yeah. need to talk. Yeah. Here's Kenny at Joe's door. I'm not yeah. home. Coming in. It? You got to bring dinner, though. Dave's not here. <laughs> you got to bring dinner. Should I read more news or should yes. I stop now, Joe? Yes. You, you tell me. You're going to conclude right now. It's your show. Is no, you go show. ahead. Okay. You want something normally serious or you want something? I don't think it's going to so matter. Serious? Yeah, I don't think it is either. No, the game's over here in 40 seconds. Yeah. Are you well, watching too, Kenny? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm not. Never mind. How about, uh, yeah, I'll read a not-so-serious one since, you know, everybody's... Now, once in my life, I pay attention to a score, and he's all upset. <laughs> During your show. So what? But but remember, the rule has always been, the exclusion is uh, the major golf tournament or the... Uh, State high school hockey yes. tournament. Uh, yeah. Joe, you'll hate to hear this. You got other guys will, too, because you like it, but I told my kid I failed him as a father because he's watching golf. So anyway, <laughs> so right championship this weekend. he wants to play this summer. Oh, he's never, good for he's, him. He's never played. So yeah. Oh, that'll well, be Don't give him exercise. any tips, Johnny. Let him just learn himself. I don't, I don't have any tips. I played one summer of golf. That was it when I was about, about his age. So maybe well, I'll play let him, one year. Let him give it a try. It's I love yeah. playing, but I'm so horse crap. It's well, you, not fun. You tend to hit things that. Propel the ball I am backwards. there for the entertainment. <laughs> right. I'm there to entertain the foursome. Right. right. Uh, police in Hanover, Ontario have ended their investigation into a man who tried to give a young person a box of chocolates after determining uh, the man wasn't trying anything nefarious. He was just taking part in random acts of kindness day. Oh, you can't sure. get away with that anymore. The media release issued last week, Hanover police said they were investigating a, quote, suspicious older male who reportedly pulled over and approached a youth walking home from school. No, that, that this is justified for being creepy. Sorry. Well, it's 2020. If you, if you reply with strangers have the best candy, that's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> At the time, police said the man offered the boy a box of pot of gold chocolates. There you go. When the student declined, the man insisted, saying the boy could give them to his mom. 
Well, in the news release issued by police, they said they'd found the man, determined his intentions were genuine and pure. The mail was motivated by random acts of kindness day, handed out chocolates to people of varying ages all day long for those reasons. Police continue to investigate, though, a separate incident in Hanover on Thursday where an older man was seen taking pictures of children playing in the backyard of a home. Ew. Police yeah. said that man had gray hair and gray facial hair. He was driving a black Volkswagen SUV, believed to be a Tiguan. I, I thought for sure that pot of gold chocolates was something grandma buys on a fixed income, but I looked it up, and it actually looks kind of classy. Hmm. Ooh, expensive. Huh? Um, there's a guy at the one of the racetracks I go to that drives around on one of these mobility scooters with a bag full of candy Ooh. trying to give them to kids. Oh. And <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, it's just, it's just not right. Oh. Just, it's just creepy. How dare you attempt to be kind? Well, wasn't that? Exactly. <laughs> that was the rejected children's book title. Strangers have the best candy. Yeah, strangers <laughs> have the best candy. <laughs> Daddy drinks because you cry. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, John. We'll return You're welcome, shortly. Joe. I'm watching baseball. <laughs> I'm watching racing. <laughs> Actually, I want to hear Rookie tell me about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Well, if you want me to do that, what I can just tell you right now, I'll give you their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. And I really want to stress so much that there's so much going on right now. And they, they really, you know, for this year, the scholarship, uh, closed out the scholarship, so start thinking ahead for next year. Think ahead for next year if you want to nominate someone that's gone above and beyond. But right now, just thinking about what they do with everything. They are compassionate. They're committed. They're capable. You know, today, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the most influential grant makers in Minnesota and an essential service provider that positively impacts outcomes in education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, community service, and the preservation of Masonic history. That's why they want you to visit their website. They want you to learn about what a great operation they are. You know, they're pretty humble, but they've realized that if they don't get the word out on places like Garage Logic and elsewhere, people won't be able to realize the good work that they do. That's why the secret is out. MNMasonicCharities.org. Go to their website, poke around, and see the various and so many ways how they help people who need a little bit of help. And you know what? They help them for free. It's a great way to uh, get involved, whether you want to volunteer, whether you just want to support, whatever the case may be. Call if you have questions, 952-948-6200. Find out how you can get involved, 952-948-6200, or go online to mnmasoniccharities.org and let you know, let them know that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. You've got plenty of them. No, you're right. Waiting. We don't. I don't have a board. Oh shoot! I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew. He's worried about the fish eaters in the hockey tournament. Here's <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> March Madness still going on at Maple Grove the Lock and Safe. <laughs> four hundred dollars. You can save up to four hundred dollars through the fourteenth. I think we've determined that's uh, next Tuesday. Let's go. Uh, and it's on Select Liberty Saves, uh, Centurion 24s, the USA Series, the Colonial Series, uh, the Fat Boy. I love the Fat Boy. That's a 
level five security rating, 110 minute fire rating. And of course, the big one, the Lincoln series, level seven security rating, two hour fire protection rate, all of them on sale, save up to $400 on the this massive sale, the March Madness sale through the 14th. The best safe money can buy. Never mind anything else. Seriously, it's the best. Transferable lifetime warranties made by Americans right here in America. Uh, and professional delivery. Rich is going to give you that. He's the owner of Maple Grove Log and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And pretty fantastic website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Mickey Frost is joining us tomorrow. Mickey is with a group called 8218 at the Truth Center in St. Paul. And I believe we find in Mickey an ally to our way of thinking that the likes of Mary Moriality aren't doing anybody any Any, favors by treating them less than. I think the black community will arrive at that conclusion when they see the horrible effects of her policies. But Mickey... Frost joining us tomorrow. And we got a, a Billy Stein wants us to give a shout out to some old guys. Kelly Maxner uh, is part of the group. Uh, there's a group of old guys taking snowmobiles. I think this was covered on the Krabby huh? Coffee Shop. Three old guys went off on a 4,000 mile snowmobile journey from northern Minnesota to Alaska. Wow. Uh, Paul Dick, Rob Hellstrom, and Rex Hibbert. What is... Uh... Oh, this... Oh, Stein introduced me to something else. The Iditarod is also underway. Right. And there's a guy in it named Kelly Maxner, uh, one of the most unique individuals Stein ever met. He was born in North Dakota. He played college football for Montana, is a triathlete, boxer, and a pediatric dentist from Wasilla, Alaska. He and his wife, Margaret, and their five kids live off the grid in Big Lake, Arkansas. Mm. And uh, Billy knows him from uh, meeting him down in Haiti, where they were both doing charitable work. He truly lives the GL lifestyle, according to Bill. But also underway are the three old guys on their snowmobile journey. And Kenny, uh, the equipment alone is so advanced that they should make it, huh? I certainly hope so. They obviously getting help from Articat, and I was wondering, and as a, as an aside, and maybe there's a GLer listening up there that knows one of the guys' last names is Hibbert, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. H i b b e r t. And I'm wondering if he's part of the famous Arctic Cat Hibbert family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, support from a lot of different areas. They're pulling big, long sleighs with equipment. I think they've got eight gas cans on there. Uh, they left on Monday morning. They're already into Canada. Um, riders have been uh, jumping along and joining them for a few miles. Riders have been meeting them at gas stations because you can track them, um, paying for their gas, paying for their lunch. And these guys are going to get way out in the bush in Canada and the Yukon and the Arctic Circle before they circle back down to Fairbanks. Uh, and they're going to be spending some nights in tents. That's how far they're getting far, far away from roads. They don't have a chase vehicle. Uh, they do have satellite equipment. So if there is a problem, um, they can call for help. But it's pretty cool. And these guys have been doing long-distance rides for quite a long time. And they've been riding since, obviously, the 60s. So they're, they know what they're doing. And they have all the gear, all the equipment, and a lot of support help. And it's just been fascinating to watch on Facebook. Is this for their amusement? Or yeah. Is, yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, yep. congratulations to them. Think how far away That's they cool. are from the crap we got to talk that about. That is cool. 
This, yeah. you know, we um, also on the Krabby Show talked to uh, Bridget McCutcheon, who's riding her oh, motorcycle yeah. Yeah. around the world. Yeah. And that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. But this snowmobile ride, boy, that's, I've done a few backpack trips, and this sounds like a lot of fun and really interesting. Are they on unmarked, is it an unmarked route? Well, they're on trails so far, but they are going to end up breaking trail and following trapper trails. And I think they know of a few trapper cabins where they might be able to spend the night uh, in the middle of nowhere. Um, but but I'm a little worried if they have to break trail and it's deep fluff, they might be in trouble. The one thing they have going for them is late in the season, uh, the snow kind of gets compacted and you get a nice hard base. And yep. I hope that holds true for them. They're in areas where there are several hundred miles between towns. Right. Yep. They are on their own. Yeah. And you know, in the Yukon, it's it's normal to get 60 below. And up in the Arctic Circle, it's that's some serious weather. So yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, just a lark. It's it, and they've been preparing for over a year. And I but think it's on, unreasonable to call sixty-six and seventy-two-year-old guys old. Oh, everybody's making a deal about that. <laughs> right. But they're if you go if you look for them on Facebook, it's three old guys ride to Alaska. Yeah. So they're calling themselves that. Uh, yeah. Well, that makes no. it for a better story, though. It does, that but... That was 40-year-old guys, a big deal. No, there was a time when a 72-year-old guy wouldn't have attempted this, but today a fit 72-year-old guy, this will be normal for him to do it. Right, right. Yeah. And this kind of thing has been going on since snowmobiles were invented. I mean, we were... There was guys from Minnesota riding to Alaska in the 60s when, you know, that was carbureted junk, absolute garbage. Well, snowmobiles have always been able to accomplish something that I've I've worried that jet skis... You know, these personal watercraft can't accomplish. What, what do you mean? Snowmobiles can do something. They can go somewhere. Right. Yes. And <laughs> jet skis just make noise. Yeah. You know, they're just yeah. fun. And they I don't... can't believe the Euphorians haven't cracked down on them yet. Well, they're trying. Yeah. Uh, Jay Coles and I wanted to take a, a pair of those down the Mississippi all the way to uh, the Gulf of Mexico, but we got shut down at every turn. I mean, on a snowmobile, you can go someplace and rescue somebody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're used for rescue machines. Yeah. Um, the only thing that does worry me is these snowmobiles now are very, very complicated. And like anything you buy that's motorized these days, you've got to remove 15 parts before you can even do something as, yeah. as simple as changing a spark plug. They bring a few cans of sea foam, maybe? I hope they brought yeah. sea foam and a lot of uh, tools and some and some manuals. Only because they come to us all the way from... Crystal, Minnesota, where the traveling oh. linemans have put in because Tom lost his brother. It's the, uh, on this date, in 1848. Uh, March 9th is today. School date. teacher Harriet E. Bishop formed Minnesota's first temperance society. Temperance mm. societies opposed drunkenness. Mm-hmm. On this day, on this day in 1858, 3-9. the legislature approved an amendment to the Minnesota Constitution that legalized the loan of the state's credit in an issue of bonds up to but not exceeding five million dollars. Hell, we lose that in a week just in the food fraud, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> With the idea of exchanging state bonds for railroad company bonds and thus stimulating the building of railroads and their subsequent benefits to land sales and state economy. 
The $5 million loan would continue to be an issue in Minnesota politics for many years, even after the railroad bonds are substantially redeemed in 1881. And on this day in 1874, what do you got, boy? Cook County was formed, commemorating Civil War hero Major Michael Cook from Faribault. Hmm. And that's it, GLers. Thank you. Well, that's pretty. Uh, that was an interesting day in history. I think so. What is the date again? February or March? Today's 9th? March nine. Wow. And remind you that prohibition was invented and created right here in Minnesota. Yeah. Is, is that a feather in our cap or is the, that a nail in our coffin? The state where nothing is allowed. Right. Three two beer hung around way too long. Unless you want your six year old to be gender change. Sorry. Then you're good to go. Right. Got, Green yeah. light Come on, on down. We got you. We got you covered. And fact, according to Mary Moriality. Well, I was talking about covered on podcasts, podmn.com on your smartphone, garagelogic.com to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Many different benefits. Let your friends and family members know. Signing up on Garage Logic Town Council, you'll get some pretty good inside information during breaks, pre show, post show, etc. Flip over to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic on the Garage Logic YouTube page. You're pretty much set to go. Oh, yeah. Go to the online store and buy some cha. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do what I did. Pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic and boy, Josh, you would think with the interest rates the way that they are right now, that averages should be lower right now, shouldn't they? I'm one of these people, Chris, as we've talked before, that's more on the bullish side than on the bearish side. And the bears have been out in force for more than the last year and a half. And they have said continually, as interest rates move up, stocks will move down and they have been pounding the table to put money in bonds and not in stocks. And I'm speaking very broadly. Yet the broad averages have not fallen to the levels that the bears indicate. Indeed, one prominent bear, Mike uh, Wilson of Morgan Stanley, has predicted that the S&P 500 could drop 26% in the month of March. Now, there's still plenty of time to go in the month of March. We're coming to the end of earnings season and more into the season of the Federal Reserve and how the Federal Reserve is going to react to economic data. I am not of Mike Wilson's view, so that's not to say that the market, broadly speaking, is not going to uh, continue to be volatile. Yes, it will remain volatile over the balance of the year, and on a macro basis, traders will continue to focus on what the Fed is doing and or thinking. This past week, we've had plenty of Fed speak, including Fed Chairman Powell, indicating that the Fed will continue to be data dependent, but the odds are for higher rates and for a longer period of time. And the 
strategists seem to indicate that the short-term rate could be in the upper 5% category and not back down to the 4% category or lower unless inflation pools significantly and the likelihood of inflation pooling significantly, particularly with strength still in housing, wages, and food prices, which have remained sticky, as the saying goes. I'll say that the likelihood of inflation coming back down to 2% this year or even next at this point remains a long shot. But I am still the belief that a lot of inflation numbers have been coming down. And at some point, the Fed will ease off the pedal. Given what has transpired with economic data at this point, with stronger jobs numbers, and we do have a jobs number coming tomorrow, but with stronger jobs numbers that could be indicative of the Fed moving at their next meeting in a week and a half, 50 basis points up instead of 25 basis points. So we'll see from that. Meantime, the jobless claims number today was higher than the jobless claims number was higher than expected. So we'll say bad news on that front is good news on the Fed front. There are many investment people who who are saying it's time to move from Tina. There is no alternative to any asset but stocks. To Tata, treasuries are the alternative. And short-term treasuries are yielding 5%. My sense is I'd still rather be in stocks. And even if you want stocks that have got a high dividend and have the ability to grow that dividend over a period of time. But I remain, we'll say, a growth-oriented investor and still keeping my focus on internet-related companies like Apple, semiconductor companies, but there's still a big need for semiconductors like advanced micro devices and NVIDIA. And I still like my casino stocks like Penn Gaming and Caesars Palace as no matter what has happened in the economy, people are still going to Vegas and still placing bets. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.